Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. with us welcome in everybody patrick johnson show we've got uh, baseball tryouts greenville little league with uh, no curfew in the city of greenville tonight and no closures of streets uh they'll be operating under standard procedure for your uh oh social distancing of course for the uh, greenville little league tryouts uh, we had a uh, chance to talk to Brian Weingarts right when the announcement was made uh, about the uh, curfew being lifted, meaning that uh, Little League tryouts could go on as planned. Uh, they're starting now. We'll go to 9 tonight. We'll talk to Brian and have that conversation for you here in a few minutes because uh, he lays out you know, what the, the path ahead could look like uh, as far as a, an institution of uh, and a rite of passage for a lot of young uh, people in uh, Greenville. Uh, participating in Little League, uh, what that would look like. Uh, hey, congratulations as well to uh, all of the uh, the graduates today. North Pitt, I know Rose graduated today. The other uh, schools will be holding their graduation uh, coming up, but it was great to see uh, all of the photos from parents. And uh, Rose football player Silas James had some really uh, uh, great photos uh, that he posted on social media, just overall cool stuff. So congrats to all of the uh, graduates uh, there. Uh, while there will not be a curfew in place tonight, uh, there is uh, still going to be a, uh, a presence of uh, police uh, in uh, certain areas around town. It's being reported, and uh, resources that include uh, National Guardsmen uh, are available. So uh, that is uh, one thing that uh, is still in place. Uh, the mayor, Mayor P.J. Conley, still has the authority to enact a curfew uh, if it uh, were to become necessary. Uh, and. Uh, Within the last little bit here, Greenville police have also announced uh, several arrests from Sunday night's uh, destructive uh, measures that were taken from the peaceful protest to uh, just some violence down there. And they, and they range in age from a 16-year-old to a uh, 29 and 33-year-old. So uh, a lot of uh, folks facing a lot of charges there. And then I was, I was just uh, sent uh, a photo, a couple of photos of uh, a flyer that is being handed out there's a kind of a small peaceful demonstration over on dickinson right now uh and uh, it is a group that is handing out uh, a flyer somewhere on dickinson avenue over there uh they have some demands uh which uh i think would be a uh, very reasonable demands and a lot more reasonable demands than, than some that have been reported uh by other groups uh protesting throughout the uh the country but these uh that that's something that I, I appreciate them sending over. And uh, if we have time later, we, we will get to that because we have a lot of other uh, things to get into today. Uh, Greenville Little League, again, Brian Weingart in just a few minutes. Uh, there is no Republican convention, it appears, for Charlotte, at least in the form that it was uh, planned in. We will see. I know there's some 
hope uh, that, and there's no official paperwork, we're going to check in. Uh, Rick Henderson is with the Carolina Journal. We're going to bring him to kind of update us on that. And, and the reason I wanted to discuss that with Rick, I, I'm curious to where that leaves sports right now. Because uh, the weekend or the week of the Republican convention in Charlotte is around the time you were going to have a Panthers preseason game, I, I believe the weekend before, uh, and it'd be a home game. You were going to have the Saturday after the convention ended, you were going to have, uh, and you have right now scheduled ECU Marshall, high school football, high school soccer, all of the fall high school sports presumably will have started uh, at that time playing games in their regular season. So how does what the governor has decided with the protocols he wants to have in place that would likely disallow the convention from happening, how does that impact uh, sports? How does that impact something that has uh, will have national eyeballs on it, the game between ECU and Marshall, but also what that game stands for and what the point of that game is? How will all of that be impacted? So we're going to, to delve into that a little bit later on in the show because, I mean, that's a serious question. Uh, you know, can you, if you play an NFL preseason game without fans, it's almost like the tree falling in the woods scenario. But, I mean, it's been discussed quite a bit. You can't have high school football uh, and, and not have some kind of fan base in the stands. It will really, really be a tough thing for all of our uh, athletic departments, not only in Pitt County, but beyond to, to operate without that revenue coming in from, from ticket sales, even at the high school level. Uh, certainly, we know that a part of what ECU factors in, and a lot of colleges do, but especially for ECU, ticket sales are an enormous part of this. Uh, so how, how consistent or inconsistent will the governor be with uh, what he is talking about in social distancing and limited crowds for the Republican convention. I mean, it's, it's interesting. And will he push games back? I mean, there's some real questions here as far as that decision that we're likely headed to and what uh, the world of sports, particularly in North Carolina, could uh, look like. The NBA will be back at full throat in, uh, in the month of August. They're going to start at the end of uh, July. Board of Governors for the NBA intends to approve a league proposal on a 22-team format to start the season in Orlando. There's a conference call slated for tomorrow. Uh, nine teams from the Eastern Conference, and uh, the other teams will come out of the West. Uh, teams that are already kind of solidly in the playoffs, they're going to play a little eight-game regular season finish things up on the Disney property, and then enter into the playoffs. We could see an 8-9 play-in game if certain criteria uh, are met. And with the start, it does give the month of June for the uh, NBA players and franchises to kind of uh, get themselves back together, start some practices, and, uh, and move forward. Uh, some of the teams left out include Charlotte. Also, Cleveland was left out, Atlanta, Detroit. And uh, there's already been some talk, I guess, for the uh, league to, to urge those teams to have some mandatory training camps ahead of when the uh, next NBA season will be played. Uh, what would life in the NBA bubble look like? Safety protocols, testing daily of, uh, of those involved with the NBA teams and also the Disney uh, folks that will be working, that'll be back on the Disney campuses working because they'll be staying on hotels on Disney property, golfing 
if they want to on Disney property. Uh, I'm talking about players now and, and coaches and, and other essential people. Uh, they'll be able to eat at outdoor restaurants on Disney property. So it is a, a bit of a win-win for Disney and ESPN is, is that the properties will be able to get some of their people back to work. ESPN will be able to have some uh, first-run television, although you'd have to imagine some of the games will be played during the day. And they're saying if a player tests positive for the virus, the league would remove that player from the team, quarantine, and treat that player individually, and then they would continue to play on. We'll see if that'll be the case. Employees at Disney resorts will also have to maintain uh, similar protocols uh, with the uh, teams that are there in the hotel. So there you go. Uh, That is uh, a likelihood that NBA uh, basketball will be returning Sooner than later, the vote on that tomorrow. So we'll have all of the deets. Uh, ECU began their voluntary workouts. A lot of local players, including uh, Colton Naylor, CJ Johnson, took part in the workouts on Tuesday afternoon at the uh, Cliffmore practice facility. Back out there again today. Uh, Coach Houston expecting uh, those players to get back uh, in greater numbers as the voluntary workout period uh, continues on, and we'll see what uh, around July, if uh, they will be allowed to be back on campus with a full squad uh, at that time and start the uh, fall camp and start the uh, fall workouts. We will see as uh, uh, we wait on uh, on those decisions to be made. Uh, but it was good to see uh, some of the highlights of uh, ECU players out there throwing the football uh, around Holt Nailers and C.J. Johnson, most notably, but uh, some of the other players uh, that made it out there. And we'll, again, we'll start to see more and more of that, uh, one would presume, with these voluntary workouts as we go on. Uh, a uh, Tryouts for Little League Baseball, a big co- uh, cultural uh, touchstone in our community is happening uh, this evening. Uh, it'll be going on until 9 o'clock over at Elm Street Stalling Stadium. Uh, Brian Weingert's a little earlier. Uh, joined us right when it was announced uh, formally this afternoon that there would be no uh, no curfew tonight for the city of Greenville. I had the chance to talk to Brian uh, about uh, that and being able to uh, to have these tryouts and start to get uh, going for a 20 or 22 game regular season. Uh, so we asked Brian uh, about uh, what was exactly happening tonight again once uh, we found out earlier today it was confirmed that there would be no curfew for the city of Greenville tonight. We'll pick up our conversation with Brian right there. We're really excited about that. We have tryouts going from 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock tonight and um, have a good night for it, a nice warm night. And um, <laughs> we're anticipating having a lot of kids coming down here in groups of five. So that, that's going to be exciting. Um, and then from there, where do we go? What's it looking like as far as uh, the season? I know there have been practices with teams and uh, parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles uh, maybe looking in on some of that. Where what's the uh, what's the move beyond this, Brian? Um, yeah, we're we'll have a we, we should have a start date for our season sometime um, coming up soon. Um, it can't I don't know exactly when that'll be, but it should be coming soon, and we will uh, um, we'll publicize that as best we can as quickly as we can. Um, you know, once uh, once we get to that point, but we're we. we you know, we feel we'll know pretty soon exactly when it's going to be. Brian, at this point, um, who are you waiting to hear from? I, I guess at your level, you're waiting to hear from uh, the, the city and the rec department and what have you, but who are they waiting to hear from? Um, I, I think it's um, – I'm really – I don't know exactly. Sure, but I think it's more of, you know, it's a collaboration um, from 
all kinds of people that work for the city of Greenville, and, and they've worked really hard to, to come up with a plan that um, keeps us within the governor's guidelines and it, um, uh, you know, and allows us to play. And, um, and we're, we're very grateful to them for doing that. And so I, mean, I think there's a lot of people involved right. in the decision and lots of people have input. And, um, and, and I think that, you know, once they, they come up with a, a good starting time for us, we'll be excited to hear it and move forward. You know, assuming, uh, as we're speaking to Greenville Little League and Brian Weingart, assuming that happens sooner than later, I mean, starting, you know, date announced, uh, do you still feel pretty confident about being able to get in kind of that full 20 to 22 game season at this point? I think so. I, I think we're going to be, um, yeah, I think we'll be, uh, be able to do that. As far as, you know, it, it was funny, the day we had uh, Ron Butler on with us, was the day that some of the uh, things were announced uh, ahead of, of phase two of this current kind of reopening. And it, it's tough because what what is considered, what's not considered, you know, there's been conflicting things on, on how Little League Baseball would fall into that or just any kind of youth sports would fall into that. And I, I guess there's still sort of the same crowd limits, 25 people type of thing. Is that uh, your understanding at, at this point? Yeah, it is, um, and uh, you know we're, we're doing everything we can to kind of uh, you know soften that blow a little bit. Um, we're, we plan on streaming most of, if not all, of our games so that the parent or grandparent that can't make it to that game or is not not, not allowed to, to come to that game because of the numbers. Um, uh, you know, they'll be able to at least watch the game, and um, you know that's something probably ten, fifteen, twenty years ago that uh, you know, people wouldn't have been able to offer, but um, we, we can actually offer a pretty good broadcast, at least for the watching. And we know it's not the same as being there, but um, it's, you know, it's still pretty good. You know, I, mean, I think it's something that, that people will be able to utilize and uh, at least be able to watch their kids play. I think you could stream the uh, tryouts tonight and you'd have a big audience. <laughs> well, we, we actually are streaming the tryouts. Oh, you are? Okay, our, all right. Yeah, yeah, and that's for the benefit of our coaches. Um and uh, the, that will be available on the Greenville Little League Facebook page. Um, but, but it's mainly for the benefit of our coaches because we're only allowed to have one of the three members of the coaching staff here on site. Right. And so the other two can view it. And uh, and, I, and the coaches have asked about whether they'd be able to go back and, and, and review the, the stream, and, and they will. And so we may end up having to do this in the future because <laughs> I think the coaches really like that option. So. So we may end up having to do it from year to year, but if we yeah. do, we do. We'll just move on to the next season. I know you're excited about the possibility of uh, being able to start things back, and again, some of this kind of uh, lends itself to uh, those opportunities and, and returning to normal in a lot of uh, areas. Uh, as far as uh, the, the condition of Stalling Stadium and the playing surface and uh, just uh, – that could you uh, it's it, it looks stellar i know you'd like it a little more if it had some wear and tear on it at this point in the year but uh how's the field looking um it's pretty good um you know we overseed with uh, perennial ryegrass every year and um typically on opening day it's super super green it won't be quite as green this year because that cool season ryegrass will be phasing out but um the field will still look nice i mean it'll play nice and it'll look nice and uh, and you know the kids the kids always like playing, um, you know, definitely installing stadium, no doubt about it. Brian, uh, if you uh, had, you know, a word for uh, kids, 
uh, a, a word for parents, uh, coaches, uh, the uh, the families, you know, aunts and uncles, and the grandparents who love to go out and watch these kids uh, play, and the community at large, uh, kind of what would be uh, a little bit of words of encouragement for them, you know, as we, we start to get a little closer to this thing, firing up a, a Greenville institution. Uh, yeah, I think um, for the kids, um, you know, just be thankful, you know, for, for your parents who uh, allowed you to play, and, um, uh, and, and for the parents, um, be thankful to the city officials and, and people that didn't look to find a way for us to not play, but they looked to find a way for us to play. And, um, you know, and th- there's, there's all kinds of different ways you can look at the, the guidelines that, that come out of Raleigh and, and so on and so forth. But, but the, uh, the city officials here in Greenville, you know, they, they look to find a way to make things happen. And, um, you know, and, and we were able to agree to the terms that they came up with. And so, um, so I think for parents, you know, just be grateful that the kids are allowed to play. There's many, many, many places in this country where Little League Baseball is not happening right now. And, um, and, uh, and that's a lot of times, you know, that's the choice of the municipality or wherever, right. you know, where, where a particular Little League located. But the, the folks here with the city of Greenville have uh, really um, – stepped up and, and, and got a good solid plan for us to allow kids to play baseball and that's what our number one goal is if I'm playing baseball this year I'll tell you Brian uh not amen to that and and amen to just uh, the way our, our city leaders have reacted to a lot of things here in the recent weeks uh but uh yeah they've had a tough go oh yeah I mean it, it's amazing how how uh, well thought out a lot of what uh, people have done in this city have done and this plan to get little league baseball back uh, likewise uh, not only yourself, but the people you mentioned, uh, just, you know, by, by using good common sense and having the best interest of the kids at heart, here we are. And I think this is a, a great thing. So uh, enjoy tonight. Stay hydrated and uh, yes, and get the kids to stay hydrated. And uh, we're looking forward to the announcement of an opening day soon. Uh, I hope we'll be able to be out there and be a part of it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Always our treat. Uh, Brian Weingertz, a little earlier uh, today, uh, curfew uh, not in effect tonight, so that means Little League tryouts uh, day one happening now. Uh, and uh, I've looked at a little bit of it on their video. I mean, it's very cool. The coaches, uh, most of the coaches aren't able to go because of social distancing, but they're there and able to to watch and uh, have their uh, evaluation sheets. So uh, that's a cool thing. And, and again, I think what Brian said is worth echoing. It's really amazing uh, the the work and the thought and the care put into uh, being able to get a season potentially and uh, likely off the ground, which is uh, uh, what the folks uh, in Greenville, as far as leadership, recreation, et cetera, have done. They've done a, a marvelous job of uh, that. And, uh, and and talking to some other folks, it seems like some of the other uh, baseball opportunities for younger kids might also have a shot at coming back at, at some point here in the next uh, few weeks. So, uh, a, a big institution here in uh, in Greenville and Pitt County uh, getting back underway, and that, that's a great thing to see. So uh, hopefully it's a lot of fun for everybody tonight, and hopefully everybody uh, stays hydrated, as we mentioned, on a uh, warm, uh, hot uh, day. All right, a uh, timeout when we come back. Zion. That's right. Zion has to answer some questions, legally speaking. Uh, we'll uh, talk about that. Uh, ben Byron will have an update on what is happening. Uh, lots going on. There's also some news out of Major League Baseball today. So uh, all that when we return. Patrick Johnson show straight ahead. 
Stay tuned for more of The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Pitt County's home for sports. The P-Man. He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? This is The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Hot one uh, out there. 71 tonight, again to 90 tomorrow. I think this is like the second time we've hit 90, right? Then we're going to hit it uh, again tomorrow. Friday, there's a 40% chance of uh, showers and a storm. 86, still a chance of rain Saturday. But after that, things uh, clear out, and it'll stay warm but uh, and kind of seasonal, if you will. But uh, uh, no rain after uh, whatever happens Thursday night through uh, Saturday evening. Uh, 90 degrees right now in uh, Greenville. Patrick Johnson show a Florida state court denying uh, New Orleans Pelicans rookie Zion Williamson and his request to stay discovery into whether he was eligible under NCAA rules uh, when he played for that one year Duke in the uh, 18 and 19 season. A uh, court in Florida, the 11th Circuit Court ruled that Williams, a judge there ruled that Williams will be required to answer uh, questions and requests for admission from attorneys representing uh, Prime Sports Marketing and Gina Ford. Ford and the marketing group are suing Williamson for $100 million for breaching their marketing agreement. Williamson's attorneys are expected, and they may already have done this earlier today, filed an appeal with the uh, Florida 3rd District Court of Appeal, arguing that in an early federal case in North Carolina involving the same parties, Claims uh, were claims had precedence. Uh, Williamson's attorneys have asked a federal judge in that case to void this marketing agreement, claiming it was not valid because Ford wasn't registered a registered agent in North Carolina. Uh, all of that uh, with agents being legally registered in the state kind of happened with the front end of the UNC football scandals. Uh, and uh, that's where some of that sort of came in. Uh, essentially, where this is going and, and where I think it might very well be going is there's going to have to be a settlement, uh, quite possibly. Uh, Ford's attorneys have asked Williamson to admit that his mother and stepfather demanded and received gifts, money, and other benefits from persons acting on behalf of Adidas and Nike, and also people associated with Duke to influence him to sign with the Blue Devils to wear Nike or Adidas products. Uh, we will see if how that plays. Some some uh, uneasy times, perhaps, in Durham, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, we've got uh, Rick Henderson coming up in just a, a moment. The governor deciding, uh, or at least uh, the Republicans, and deciding that, uh, based on a tweet from President Trump, that they cannot hold the Republican convention in Charlotte. And wh- what you're looking at is really not a whole lot of communication uh, out of uh, the governor's office, he and Mandy Cohen have basically uh, not shown any willingness to to provide a dialogue, it appears, with the GOP to hold that event in Charlotte. Uh, that was scheduled for late August. So never mind just some of the legal nightmares and some of the contra- contractual nightmares that have to be hashed out in this thing. Uh, but what does this mean for sports? Is this something we could look to that gives us an idea of whether sports will be allowed to happen? Because of crowds gathering, what does this mean for you know the ECU football opener in Week Zero, when the uh, Pirates are scheduled to take on 
Marshall in Greenville here uh, as part of that nationally televised uh, game commemorating the uh, the disaster where the Marshall team was leaving Greenville and returning to, to West Virginia following a football game and the people perished. That was going to be uh, a big uh, a big game nationally and had been talked about a lot nationally by ESPN prior to the, the pandemic. You know, the other part of that, as we were talking about yesterday, uh, there seems to be a lot of excitement about college game day coming here. If you can't hold, you know, something with a certain amount of people being outside, how will that work? I mean, you're already going to have, I'm sure, some uh, some things being put in place to ensure that the telecast and the people working on the television crew are safe. So how does all that sort of play itself out? Because that's going to be a nationally televised game. So, you know, they will have a lot of crew here for it because of the game's importance. Uh, so uh, Rick Henderson from the Carolina Journal on uh, how that decision could impact sports. And it goes beyond ECU. It could impact the Panthers. Could impact uh, high school fall sports like high school football and, and soccer and what have you. Uh, volleyball. The whole nine. Uh, we'll get to that right after we get to Ben Byram. Major League Baseball uh, is uh, still trying to figure out if they'll get on the field. And uh, some big news for ECU, ECU hoops today as far as their schedule goes. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barm here for your 94th of the game sports update. East Carolina basketball will take on Liberty in the inaugural Basketball Hall of Fame shootout on Friday, November 13th at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte. Pirates will be part of a triple header that also features Virginia versus Temple and Davidson taking on Virginia Tech. Last year, the Flames posted a 77-57 win over the Pirates in Greenville during their third straight win of the series, which ECU leads overall five games to three. ECU football began voluntary workouts yesterday evening with many local talents such as Holton Aylers, and C.J. Johnson participating. During the workouts, head coach Mike Houston was asked to reflect on his time and experiences with legendary head coach Pat Dye. Hard-nosed, physical, um, tough. Uh, yeah, those, those are the traits that I remember Pat Dye football teams. Um, you know, I, I had an opportunity to uh, watch one of his teams play when he was at Auburn. Uh, it was my first college football game I ever had a chance to see. It was Auburn at Tennessee uh, when uh, when he had Bo Jackson and a uh, pretty good football team. But, uh, you know, when I first got the job here uh, last spring, I had an opportunity to talk to Coach Dye on the phone. Uh, a group of his players were having a get-together, his former players were having a get-together, and I attended that. And uh, it was just a true honor to be able to speak to someone who is, you know, a legend uh, in our profession. And so certainly I know that, uh, that sad day with uh, his passing yesterday, but he leaves behind a legacy uh, at several institutions um, that we will, we will all we all never forget him. Just weeks after cutting the baseball program, Bowling Green State University has reversed course and reinstated the team. A fundraiser for the program reached its goal of $1.5 million. BGSU announced it would bring baseball back to its campus. The program will continue to play in the 2020 through 2021 season. Legendary head coach Johnny Majors passed away today at the age of 85. Majors led Pittsburgh to a national championship in 1976 and enjoyed a successful coaching stint at Tennessee, his alma mater, where he also played football in the 50s. Former Panthers middle linebacker Luke Heakley is considering a front office head job as a pro scout. 
Keekly has claimed he wants to remain with the NFL in some form, either with the Panthers staff or as a television commentator or analyst. In a statement released by the Panthers, they announced he would announce his decision very soon. NBA officials are expected to approve a league proposal on a 22-team format to restart the season in Orlando, Florida. An official vote on the proposal is set for tomorrow at noon. The proposal includes the top 16 teams in the NBA, plus six other teams within a few games of the eight-place spot of their respective conferences. Finally, the MLB rejected the MLPA's offer for a 114-game season with no salary cuts. The league did, however, announce they will make a counterproposal in the coming days. If you're a 94 through the game sports update, I'm Ben Barham. Now back to Patrick Johnson. Okay, uh, Ben, thanks also. Uh, thanks to WNCT Sports for the cut of Coach Houston there. Uh, when we return, uh, no, no uh, convention, it appears, uh, coming up for uh, Charlotte as far as the Republican National Convention goes in this election year. And, and uh, what that could mean for sports. I mean, that could be very much problematic. So uh, we'll talk to uh, Rick Henderson of the Carolina Journal. See what he can tell us about it coming up. Patrick Johnson show on this uh, Wednesday, halftime of the halfway point of the work week. We'll be back. Patrick Johnson. I think he's a hedonist and an overblown grandstander. This is the Patrick Johnson show on 94.3 The Game. And uh, days, and uh, we—I I like to turn to experts, people smarter than me, uh, and in anything I do, and that's why we have uh, some of the guests and folks that we have. Rick Henderson. This is kind of a blast from the old uh, Raleigh radio days. Rick Henderson, editor in chief, Carolina Journal, uh, joins us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show to talk about uh, what uh, the apparent uh, removal of the RNC from Charlotte uh, means for sports, and what kind of maybe corner that the governor is, is possibly painted in uh let's bring uh, rick in now and say good afternoon to him rick i hope you're well i'm doing well patrick and, th- and thanks for uh calling me after you found all the or found the other all the smart people were busy well it was a little down the list i'm not gonna there, no, you, I, go. I'm, I'm, there I'm, you go i'm kidding it's great to talk to you again uh so the governor has essentially kind of shut down this is my perspective he's kind of shut down the communication with the RNC and the president, in a sense, over holding the convention in Charlotte in uh, in August. Uh, the president goes to Twitter last night, says it looks like we're not going to be in Charlotte. I know there's some, including Tom Tillis earlier today on Henry's show, who thinks that there's still some room for, for some things to happen in Charlotte, and this might be the president trying to put some additional pressure on, on Cooper. Uh, kind of where are we right now in this process as we sit here this afternoon? As we're here this afternoon, uh, no documents have been signed to, to call this off yet. So it's still, there is still a glimmer of possibility that it's going to happen in Charlotte, but it becomes more and more remote all the time. Uh, State Republican Party has pretty much uh, accepted the fact that it's probably not going to happen. 
and uh, we'll have a story about that on carolinajournal.com probably this evening, if not first thing tomorrow morning about that, because we're reporting on all those angles of it. But uh, it, it looks to me as if both sides were sort of treating this like a hot potato early on. You know, with the, the RNC didn't want to be the first to say, we're not going to do this. The governor's office didn't want to be the first to say we're not going to do this because there are contractual things involved. So you know you, you don't want to you don't want to be the one to say, "Ah, eh, let's not do this." And I say, "Okay, sure, then you owe me this much money because we've got these contract signs." And I think that was part of it. But also uh, the issue going on with with the governor's uh, decision to sort of uh, say, "Well, you know, I, I need to know what your plan is. I need to know what you're going to do." And they are and saying, "Well, we need to need to know what your plan is." Is that the governor has been constantly saying. We're going to rely on science and data, but that the, but the science and data are a secret. Well, I was going to say he's not relying. On, he doesn't rely on science. He he goes out the other day after protesters, and I mean I'm I'm going to try to stay on course here, not necessarily stick to sports, but I'm gonna I'm going to stay on course here. But you know they're arresting people on the sidewalk for protesting to reopen their businesses. People right. are, are scaling the fence the other night in Raleigh of uh, the governor's mansion are trying to. And nothing happens to them. Right. And and here he is. It wasn't much of a walk out the back, around the side, up through the front. However, that path went. But he's out there walking or, or marching without a mask. Yeah, his mask is hanging off his ear. Yeah, that's right. And So, uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what science is he sticking to there. Uh, it's the, uh, the, I think if, you, if you're protesting on the issue side of the issue that I agree with, then you should go ahead and protest. Uh, I, 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 there's no science backing this up at all. Uh, and it's absolutely a situation in which the tables turned just as soon as it became inconvenient to stick to whatever the talking points were earlier. So, I mean, I, I it, it's totally baffling. It makes no sense at all. Uh, you know, the, the downtown YMCA in Raleigh on Fayetteville street, which took a couple of years or more to, to reopen. It had mm-hmm. been downtown for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, is boarded up now because of the rioting. And, and my, uh, my, my colleague, uh, John Trump, uh, is, who's a member of that Y says, you know, it, it's okay. I mean, it, it's okay to trash the Y and loot it, but it's not okay to open it. So, right. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, I mean, there, there are just all sorts of inconsistencies in this, and this does have an impact on what's going to happen the sports this fall and even this winter. Well, because, that's that's yeah. where yeah, that's where we are now. That, let's turn to that. All right. So we've got uh, got uh, Rick Henderson, the Carolina Journal editor in chief, with us here. So the week of the RNC, Charlotte uh, is a desti- is a site for a Panthers preseason football game. Now it's preseason. Right. Nobody wants to go to that stuff, but we're we're pinned up and we want sports. So I think they'll probably have a better than the normal crowd that same weekend. Uh, you have uh, ECU, which would be the weekend after the RNC, uh, right. playing at home in a nationally televised game against Marshall, commemorating uh, the horrible tragedy of uh, all those years ago. So, right. uh, you know, there's there's something there as far as, uh, you know, two major kind of sporting events going on. Uh, by then, we'll be in the throes of presumably an NBA season perhaps a baseball season, hockey. I mean, there'll be other things going on that could involve uh, uh, North Carolina as, as a destination uh, or a host spot. You can maybe put an NFL game on without fans. I think it's problematic for, for high school and college sports to play football without any sort of uh, ticket sales of any kind. Not saying there shouldn't be measures in place, but you, you know where I'm coming from here. And that's, that's sure. the other thing. 
you know, these fall sports, high school football, which is a big part of a lot of communities in our state, mm-hmm. other, other fall sports like soccer and what have you, uh, you know, he almost has to postpone all of this to be consistent with this message of we're not going to hold the RNC. Yeah. Yeah. That, that he's, in, he's in a real corner on that because you're right. Uh, for one thing, you've got, uh, you'll have, uh, football, uh, practices going on. Uh, high school probably starts, uh, I, I would guess early August. It sure should. Well, least, right? If it starts, it's going to start around that same week. Also, it'll, it'll maybe start yeah. that weekend before and then you'll, you'll have, probably have those first games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, you, you're going to have to figure out, okay, how, how are you going to, are you going to justify canceling or postponing the fall sports season? Is that going to be the, the hill you're willing to uh, metaphorically, not literally die on to, uh, to maintain the, uh, the stance that it's not safe to hold a, a convention in Charlotte, even a limited convention. Um, so I, 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 I'm baffled by it all. Uh, I, I would, I'd like to think that they're going to be able to try to allow some recreational activity, some sports, We've got a lot of other things going on that aren't revenue generating, like track and field and things like that, that take place in the fall. You've got your, you've got basketball season. Uh, practices are going to start college level. They're going to start in October. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have much of a window there and it's, uh, it's really a difficult situation for people to, to continue to say, well, we're going to wait this thing out or we're going to wait till we get vaccines available or whatever and not have, some sort of slippage, I mean, or, or just have some outright disobedience, as you have with, in Alamance County with the racetrack owner who just said, "We're gonna, we're gonna have a race. Uh, come shut us down." I, you know, I, any any death of anybody in any situation is is horrible. Uh, we have less than a thousand deaths in uh, North Carolina due to the uh, COVID nineteen. Th- you know, and I say thankfully because there's a lot of other states in the country that cannot say that. Uh, there's That's some right. cities in the country that cannot say that. The overwhelming uh, amount of deaths in our state uh, are, are from immunocompromised people yep, uh, and people that uh, are elderly, nursing homes, the prison population. Uh, we've seen some living, deaths. they call it. Yeah, yeah right. we've seen some, uh, some deaths there, but th- those are close quarters, uh, in, you yep. know, in a, in a, uh, in a prison facility, uh, even in a uh, a nursing home or rehab, however you want to phrase that. Again, close facilities. Uh, now, you know, it's an arena. It's 19,000. I'm not going to lie. I don't like crowds anyway, even before all this. But I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not a, you know, I don't know how fired up I'd be about going into, uh, a, you know, a building with 19,000 people. Here's the thing, though, Rick. Uh, I have the freedom to choose that. People should have the freedom to choose these things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. And I also think that if you want to, if you want to have some sort of, of limited convention with, with spacing, with uh, fewer attendees, that sort of thing, then you could do that. You, you could say, this, these are the conditions under which we will allow this to move forward. But we never actually got any sort of concrete promise that even that would be allowed. And I think that's the thing that, that really drives people nuts about this situation is that we have so much uncertainty in everything that we are operating with right now. And uh, you know, your audience is an audience that that is very uh, passionate about sports and sporting events of all types. And people don't know, you know should, should I be getting my son ready to, uh, for football this, this fall? Right. Yeah. Should I be getting my, my sons and daughters ready for soccer? What, what should I be doing to prepare them? Should they be, tra- they should be of course exercising, but should they be training specifically? If I got a, a kid who plays more than one sport, should that kid figure, just forget the fall and let's go to the winter sport training right now entirely. All those sorts of uncertainties, uh, they lead to an awful lot of, of 
additional tension that make, uh, you know, that, that make bad situations worse. And it's just not good for anyone to live under this cloud of total uncertainty. But what it, resolving that cloud of uncertainty probably means that people are just going to have to say, you know what? We did this with the best knowledge we had at the time. And guess what? Some of those guesses were wrong. And we are going to have to just go ahead and say, we're willing to take some chances. We, we stopped uh, operations from happening because we wanted to make sure our hospitals weren't overwhelmed. We succeeded in doing that. And now we're going to ask people to be as careful as they can, but we're going to move forward. And we're just going to say, let's be careful, folks. Let's take all the precautions, but let's go ahead and start living our lives again. You know, the only thing I'll say about what the sporting events we're talking about, they are outdoors. We are coming off, uh, or we will be in the hottest period, you know, of the year in our right. state uh, for what that's worth, you know, as far as any kind of viral spread. You've got, um, you know, a 70,000-seat stadium there in Charlotte, but it's outdoors. Uh, yeah. and, and, again, I, these preseason games aren't well attended. Uh, the ECU opener, I, I think there'll be a lot of pent-up excitement and, and demand to go to that game. It is outdoors. It will probably be warm no matter what type of day they're playing it. And the yeah. same thing with the high school football. Even if they space things out, which you know they're doing in Pitt County here with some graduations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's ways to, to do all that. Uh, so that gives me hope. But, again, I guess my concern here, Rick, is will you see Raleigh, will you see the governor in order to maybe – uh, justify this decision uh, based on quote unquote science. Will you see uh, him uh, perhaps tell these entities, well, you can't, you got to delay things by a week, what have you? We may well see that. We may see, uh, for instance, the college football season may be pushed back. And of course, situation like the ECU Marshall game, how are you going to make that happen without disrupting the entire rest of your schedule? Because yeah. That's a hugely important symbolic game for the community and for the nation, I think. And, uh, you know, the, the, the folks on the, uh, on the mothership uh, have been talking about it for months before the pandemic hit. They were yeah, talking about that. And so, and so this is something that, uh, that you just, uh, it, it, it doesn't seem, uh, I hate sounding wimpy here, it doesn't seem fair, but it doesn't seem fair to force people to completely abandon all those plans. Unless you're just going to say, okay, 2020, guess what? Uh, you never happened. We're going to wipe you out and start all over again in January. And, and that's where things seem to be going in North Carolina, uh, even though other states don't seem to be going that direction. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Other states who, uh, I, I mentioned that death total. I mean, there's other states that have uh, a greater death total, uh, but they have delved into the numbers, and they see where those deaths, as tragic as they, as they are, are happening. And it seems like they're doing things to allow their economies and, and lives to, to resume, but trying to, you know, do the best they can to save, you know, people who are in a potentially compromised situation, uh, such as assisted living or what have you. So, I mean, uh, to me, it's, it's very inconsistent with what we've seen in a state like Indiana, for example, that has a lot more cases and a lot more deaths than we do, but uh, they're getting back to business as usual. Uh, in that state and have been getting back to business as usual. It's uh, And look, there are no easy answers to any of this, but it just seems like there's there's something uh, afoot here in, in North Carolina. Uh, Rick, thank you for the time here. Um, and uh, I, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of, you know, let us know what the latest is here today and, and contrast that with the world of sports. So uh, hope it was worth your time and hope we'll get a chance to, uh, to talk uh, very, very soon. Let's hope we can talk about some nicer stuff next time, okay? Hopefully so. Thank you, Rick. 
Hey, thanks, Patrick. Really appreciate it a whole lot. No, my, thank you. Thank you for the time. Um, Rick Henderson, Carolina Journal. I mean, this is, uh, it's a, it, look, the, the, the other side of this is they just may say, okay, we're, we're, everything else will be normal. I mean, if you buy into the idea behind all this uh, became at some point, let's get the RNC out of, out of Charlotte. And there's a lot of people that believe that. And I think there are some politics at play here quite obviously, but uh, it, it, the question will be, will the governor and his uh, team do anything that will, uh, that will impact sports. And we, and I mean, that, that uh, you know, I think this year, especially what we've gone through here in the last couple of months and, and everything that's happening now, uh, folks will be very, very happy in Greenville to get back uh, to there being football, to get back to there being a game to look forward to. And in that Marshall ECU game, uh, one would hope would be very well attended. If, if things are, are back to normal, who knows how they will be. But even if you know you're not allowing, but a certain amount of people in, the hope is that there will be a lot of people uh, still wanting to go to that game and watching that game, and, and really uh, wanting to uh, display Greenville in, in a great light on a national stage uh, that week zero. Again, and, and that's assuming that uh, the American that college football uh, deems everything to start on time. I'm still optimistic on that. I think you would not see the moving up of. Uh, school schedules into the early part of August if there uh, was no intent to try to get the entire football season in uh, on time. But uh, it does sort of rely uh, what the what the governor may say uh, at this point. And uh, if he's going to be consistent with his messaging on this event that was going to bring uh, estimates as little as $100 million to as much as $160 million estimates are of, of uh, economic impact to the state, uh, then, then one would think he might be in the, the mode where he'll back some things up, and uh, you hope he does not do that. Okay, uh, let's grab a break. We'll come back and uh, get set to wrap things up on uh, this uh, Wednesday Patrick Johnson show. Log on to 943thegame.com for blogs about the Pirates program schedules and more. Patrick Johnson, every weekday at 5. I know he's a friend of yours, but that guy is bonkers. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Hey, Ben, did you know that... uh, Hey, Ben, Ben, did you know... That there is an asteroid the size of a football stadium out there, and it's barreling towards Earth. Uh, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. That's 2020 for you. It's supposed to be here June 6th. So NASA is keeping an eye on this massive asteroid. Uh, the asteroid is expected or estimated to be the size of a football stadium, and it's expected to come to the Earth uh, at its closest point on the 6th, Saturday at 3.16 million miles. There are three others, asteroids, the size of a plane and one the size of a house making their way to Earth. The, the one that is going to be the closest and apparently is, has passed or is passing sometime here today uh, is the one that's the size of an airplane, about 97 feet, 1.83 million miles from Earth. That doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, at the size of a foot, that's close. It's very close. The one, especially the one the size of a football stadium. Yikes. We got to get the Space Force going. 
Space Force. I think there's a lot of other problems right now going. The Space Force might need to be backburnered a little bit. Yikes. Uh, thanks to uh, Brian Weingertz and thanks to Rick Henderson uh, today. Uh, curfew, none in effect tonight. And we put a link up if you want to watch the uh, Little League All-Star uh, or excuse me, the Little League tryouts happening uh, on our uh, Facebook page, 94.3 The Game. For Ben Byron, Patrick Johnson, have a, a great evening.